Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, and welcome back. This is KT from KT's Money Matters. You know, we've been talking about a lot about starting businesses and about what you need to know to start businesses and finding people that have been successful at doing this kind of work in the past and find out a little bit about, you know, how do you get outside of your comfort zone and build the right networks and grow your business? We recently had uh, Lou Diamond, CEO of Thrive, on our show, and it was such an inspiring interview for me. I had learned so much from it that I thought, you know, we would invite Lou back. So for those of you who missed the last episode, Lou Diamond is the master connector. He has a quarter of a century experience in sales, relationship management, business development, executive coaching. He is energetic, humorous, inspirational. He's a business development strategist and a performance coach and a world-class speaker. You know, he's also the author of Master of the Art of Connecting. And so one of the reasons why I thought we would have him back is to talk a little bit about how you build your network and connecting. And, you know, lately I've been tuning in and listening to a lot from the FI community. And so for those of you who have been following, that's the financial independence group. And one of the things they talk about is like how you take advantage of everything that you're trying to do in your life to help yourself advance forward, making sure that you're, you know, got a job that's going to help you get where you want to go, or that you take the risk to look for a job that's going to help you get where you want to go. Same thing with savings and investing, but building your network and then how you use your network can really make a huge difference over somebody's lifetime. But a lot of people don't, you know, they don't have a purposeful way that they work their network and they think about how they expand their business and how they expand their relationships. And, you know, I always say I'm dating myself here, but I always remember that Fabergé commercial where they go, and she told two friends and she told two friends and she told two friends and she told two friends. And it's like, that is the art of networking is the idea that you can expand your reach by just being a good networker and taking that risk and getting outside of your comfort zone to build your community. So Lou's going to talk to us about the art of connecting and then building your net worth by building your network. Lou, thanks for joining us again. KT, thank you so much for having me back. I'm just going to laugh from that opening. I just want to go and so on and so on and so on and so That's on. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> it. See, not everybody is so young that they won't know what that is, but it seems like most people won't know, but that's okay. <laughs> You're connecting into my favorite topic and we'll go through this important part. You, you made a great point. Establishing, you know, your, is your network your net worth? And I actually had a guest on a show and we had this, this great conversation about that exact topic. And it's really interesting because I do have a huge difference between what is networking and connecting. Do you want me to share with your listeners what that, what that is? I would love to hear that. Why don't you share it with us? So think of it this way, right? When you go to a trade show, an event, or someplace, and you walk around and you see someone's nameplate, you, you get their business card, you shake their hands, you probably can go to a networking event and network, I'm putting that in quotes, with hundreds of people. And these are the people you know. In fact, I would always joke that when you go into your LinkedIn profile, that's part of your network. And even though they say in LinkedIn, these are your connections. Now, I have a different vocabulary for that. Connections are the people that you truly know, that you can see into their world and they can see into yours. That same networking event that you would go to, you may make 50 to 100 networking relationships. But when it comes to connecting, you may only connect with three or four people. And I will let you know that the value of those three or four people in those connections are way stronger, more powerful, and more profitable for your business. Is that a good starting point for our conversation? I love that. 
I love that. You know, because I always think that there's so much, you know, grow your network, grow your network, grow your network. And, you know, even on, I've forgotten what happened last year. I ended up with picking up like, I don't know, a couple of hundred Facebook friends. It was, I don't, I don't even know why it happened. It was just a weird thing. And they're like, congratulations, maybe you can grow it to 250. And I'm like, I'm really like the, uh, some of these people I don't even, I barely know. And I don't even know how they came to find me. So it's not, those people aren't going to be valuable, important relationships to me over my lifetime. It's going to be maybe the person that I met along the way that mentors me a little bit, or maybe it's the person that I mentor, or maybe it's the person that, you know, an accountant that lives in the next town that we have a couple of clients together, we share some work with, and it's like, they're deeper, right? It's deeper than just a check the box kind of a relationship. And it takes, it actually, there is a way you need to be to actually establish these connections. And that's what I wrote the book, Master the Art of Connecting about. It's not only a mindset, it is this overall sense of your being on the way you have to interact with people on how to establish a connection. We throughout our lives have lots of really good connections and they kind of go in and out. I always like to say that once you've established a really strong connection with someone, this could be someone you haven't seen in years and due to life and many events that get away. And then when you reconnect with that individual, it's like not a day has passed by. And I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's right. You've had a friend from college or high school and then, you know, 10 minutes into reconnecting with someone, you're right back in the same groove. Well, that's because you worked so hard to really do this, this visual. I like to, I used to like, I like drawings. And when I present, it's a lot easier to show this, but for your audio audience, think of it this way. If you have your world and it's a circle, like your world, like an orb, just like the earth, and you look at another individual and that's your target. And that could be a prospect. That could be a client. That could be someone you're trying to connect. And if you want to take this to a social level, that could be someone you're interested socially with as well. And what you're trying to do when you network with someone, that networking event we described earlier, like the two worlds getting right next to each other, but tangentially just touching right on the cusp, not overlapping. When they overlap and you can see into one's world and they can see into yours, that's a connection. And establishing that takes four key steps. And that's what I like to call your having a very strong connecting core. Just like I know you're a triathlete and really in shape, KT. So you you know this before you go out, you have to real, have a really strong physical core. That's right. When you need to connect with someone, it's the exact same thing. You have to work on these muscles on how you can connect with people. Would you like to hear the muscles? I would love to hear the muscles. <laughs> because I worked in consulting for a long time, KT, I came up with an acronym and it's SAFE, S-A-F-E. I'm going to work them backwards because I'm just a little bit different that way. The E is the power of empathy, the ability to stand in the shoes of another and see things from their perspective and what their world is. So KT, you and I both have podcast shows. This is us connecting and me understanding the value of what your listeners want to hear. This is all about you. This has nothing to do with me and my ego or my show or my brand. Nothing about that. I have to see things from your world and your point of view and understand it in that way. That takes really good listening. That takes almost coach-like talents to make sure that I see things from your world and to understand what all your pain points are because the only person that matters is your target, or in this instance, you. That's embracing the power of empathy. We've talked about this in the last time I was on your show. The next muscle is a fearless mindset. One of the more difficult ones, but it's to move through fear into courage. And it is really recognizing what is holding you back and knowing how to flip what's holding you back into a space where you can prosper and thrive in a space of courage. And those are the toughest ones. It's not easy when you go to a networking event, you want to go meet someone just to walk up to someone and have a conversation. It's kind of uncomfortable. Right. 
Right. Anybody who's done it, they all know you're kind of fumbling around with your drink and your business cards and you're chatting with people or not, or sitting there listening to other people talking, trying to figure out how to get in the conversation. It really is a place of, you know, discomfort. No. And to understand though, once you've recognized what is that discomforting feeling, and then you start to connect with someone by learning about them and embracing that power of empathy or just going forward and engaging what they're about. I deal with a lot of salespeople and top performers. This is the number one thing that holds back top performers is the fear of being too pushy or being in that sales role, asking right. too much. And exactly. people are actually afraid to ask for the business. When it comes to being connecting, you have to recognize you got to get into that mindset and know what your fears are. You have to name them, move through them. It's almost like you can't be, when I say a fearless mindset, it doesn't mean void of fear. It means knowing what the fear is and how to jump out of it into that place of bravery, if you would. Or, right, or, doing it anyway. Yeah, exactly. So we talked about this last muscle um, in, in our last episode, and that's the power of authenticity. And that's being open, honest, and coming from the heart in everything you do. We actually have recognized that authenticity is the linchpin of the connecting core of all four muscles. Because without authenticity, the entire thing blows away. You can be the most empathetic and most fearless person in the world, but if you are dishonest or disingenuine or kind of sleazy, slimy in a way that you're making it all about yourself and not making it about someone else and then kind of being in that disauthentic or disingenuine way of being, it not only is impossible to connect with that person, it actually repels them from us. And I think that's true in our world. When we've had an experience where someone has broken our trust, our confidence, we don't want to connect with them. We actually want to run away from them. That's right. I've worked yes. with some, I've worked on, well, yeah, I've worked on Wall Street with some interesting salespeople. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them and a lot in the financial space, a lot of your listeners here will know that they've dealt with people and specifically when it comes to matters of money and financial matters, it is so essential to have that level of trust and authenticity that that is what makes the strongest connection. And if you're in the financial space, if you don't establish that trust, if you make promises you can't keep, you have to be real true and in come from the heart with everything you do because this is somebody's real world you're getting not only into their world you're getting into their financial being and what makes their world up so that muscle is your authenticity the last one kt is one of the toughest it's called the s is for your super why this is your superpower this is the reason that you exist on this planet this is living and breathing your true existence and your why each and every day. Whether you're in the financial space, if you're a financial planner, whether you're a podcaster, a marketer, a speaker, living your passion, we love people that are true on the inside and everything we see about them on the outside reflects that. Tapping into that is really hard. Some of us don't know what our superpower is or unleashing it each and every day. How you get to figure that out is the first step. Find out what that superpower is and then live and breathe every minute of it whenever you can. Because that is the kind of special sauce that when we see people that we really want to connect, we get. When we say, I get that person, I know what they're all about, that's the essence of it. And that's super why kind of brings that whole connecting core together. And those are the ways you need to be for people to want to connect and draw into your world. So if you had somebody that was really just, you know, looking to, you know, really sort of get that exponential growth, and maybe they weren't somebody who had had a really good plan of establishing their network and making their connections and the, you know, managing those connections. You know, you've been your own boss for a long time. And so you've learned a lot of things about yourself. 
And in the discovery process, how would somebody help themselves sort of get past the fact that they haven't done it before and do it? Does this come back to the fearlessness or they just sort of have to it, yeah, it goes back to that. It goes back to all those four muscles that we talked about, right? It really goes back to like, listen, if you have a purpose and you do want to start your own business, if that's part of who you are, is that super why, that superpower of yours, that you might want to be your own boss, that you might want to take the lead or follow through with a certain way of interacting with others. You have to tap into that and make sure that you unleash it. And you're 100%, right? You have to be fearless. If the fear, a lot of people say, I'm, af- I'm afraid of running out of money or I'm afraid I'm not going to make money. <laughs> I actually hear that all the time. Yeah. The fear around money is really just petrifies people into a place where they make no motion because they're just so afraid to make the wrong step that they make none at all. You know, money is, as I like to say, money is the result. We never go into a job or a career or a passion just because of the money. And if you do, you're not really truly embracing your super why. And I know that I could dig down and look into people and say that they're all about money. It's never all about money. There's something else underneath it. Money ends up being the what came out of working and doing well. Those that follow their passion and live that super why each and every day, whatever that purpose is. If you want to be the best CPA in the entire world because you love checking the boxes and making sure everything's organized, some people love that. And that's what their passion is. And that's why if you own and embrace that, I know this personally, I love my financial advisor and my accountant, two separate individuals, because they have a passion for caring about money more than I do. I actually joke about this, that my financial advisor went to one of my workshops with a whole series of financial folks. And he got very frustrated with one particular client of his. And this client, they wouldn't do the legal paperwork. This actually had to do with like, a last will and testament and making sure that their accounts were set up so their family was protected. It literally kept my financial advisor up at night because his superpower, (laughs) his super why, and this is my favorite line, that he cares more about your money than you do. He he literally cares so much about it that that becomes his purpose and what he's about. And I love that because he does. He literally is the one who's like, Lou, your kid's going to college next year. You got to make sure that you're set up for this and for that. Have you done this? Because that's what's keeping him up at night. That's what drives him every single day. He wants to see the people that he works with protected, safe, and secure. And that's the type of way that you have to bring out your connectedness to people is to draw that superpower out with it. So yeah, it it takes fearlessness. It takes all the muscles to really want to draw it in there. And so you talked a little bit about your financial advisor, and I'm sure that you have a financial plan, but tell me a little bit about that plan for the next step of your life and after you turn a corner with your business. What do you think about next? So yeah, if if I look ahead more, you know, part of it is you hit certain stages in your life and we discussed this the last time. My kids are getting a little bit older. It's not in the very far distant future that I'll be an empty nester and we'll have to decide Do we need to live in the house that we're living in? Do we want to live where we want to live? Do we want to continue to pay the taxes that we have to pay? All of those fun questions, KT, that (laughs) that keep us up at night. So there's part of what I'm doing is also, and, and the wonderful part about the business that I'm in and that I get to consult and speak and travel is that I don't necessarily have to be, you know, home every single night where I need to be because my kids are there and they're at a stage now where we hope to get to visit them more. I was going to say, you're kind of an accessory at this point. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm like, you know, I wish I was accessory. I wish I was bling. But, I, you know, at this point, it's just, it's a chance to hang out with them when I'm lucky to hang out with them. So in, in that, and both my wife and I are on the same page of this, this is actually part of where we saw our business going because the ability to speak and travel more, promote my brand, my podcast, my show and all that stuff 
enables me to be a little little more flexible. So the next several years are going to be about growing that brand and speaking more because that lifestyle actually matches up to what we would like to do with our lives. And it also, you know, can provide us a little bit more financial security too, because the more I speak, the more you travel, the the more money you make. I do like the opportunity though, to kind of get to a game plan over the next five years to, we, we have numbers for what I would like to speak, how many times, how many types of clients we want. I'm actually trying to get less clients now with more, I guess, more of a, a larger role with those fewer clients doing less right. with more, I guess, and then enable me to have more flexibility to speak and, and continue to grow the pipeline on the other side. So that's what the next five years is about. And financially, you know, it's, it's fairly steady, but it's also dependent on how much more I speak and, and the types of clients I've shifted into. And for you, how do you know when enough is enough? You know, when you think about your, do you think you'll speak, you know, I could, this is the kind of business I could run for many, many years in a retirement where other people might ultimately just pull the plug or, you know, do you think you're building a business where you'll, you know, look to escape? Great, great question. I love what I do. And I think I could, as long as I'm able to connect and help people understand the value of how they can connect and grow with that. I could do that forever. And I literally could. Obviously, I won't do it at the pace of speaking, you know, 160 times a year or something right. like that. Right. So I, I think I want to get to the point where the flexibility comes in that, that passion. And, and I'm able to, there'll be other books coming out in the next few years, which we've kind of game plans on what they could be. We don't have the exact content. Being able to manage, I think, to a point where we'll look it in those five-year chunks. I know my parents used to be big plans of the five-year plan. I, I only yeah. look at it now <laughs> in those five-year plans because, you know, it's, I joke about that you can't do a five-year plan anymore. You kind of have to do like, even this may sound really funny, it's really a five-month plan. I always look at there's two months of the year that don't count, you know, August and December, are just, you know, a holiday fest or a summer fest. And I manage a year on a 10-month view. So I look at five months at a time because, oh, by the way, the way time and technology and things move, the, my son's about to go to college. The job that he will eventually have doesn't exist today. And that's, that's, right. where, we're, that's where we're at. So it's more of these five-month plans that I look at. But I do have a horizon of where I would like each of those five months to be. So one last question, one last question for our listeners. If you had to start it all over again, what would you change about the last 20 years? Not one thing. That one thing. No, and, and, I, and I always, I love that question, KT. You know, would I have loved to have, you know, not sold Yahoo when it first came out and I doubled my money and then got rid of it? And thought you were doing fantastic. <laughs> You're like, this was great. This was like 1994, <laughs> 95. I remember it. I'm like, wow, look at all this money I made. And I was like, oh my God, I'm an idiot. No. Yeah. I can't do hindsight and I can't look at it. The person I am today is because of every single step, every failure every success, every hiccup, every that was okay, every fine, every one of those words that made me who I am today is all because of every path that's there. I'm a, I'm a happy person. I've got a great family. I, I continue to have a great message and I love what I do every single day. If you asked me that question five years ago, I would have said, I wish I was where I am right now. I wish I would have started maybe speaking a little bit earlier. I wish I started communicating this message, but I couldn't do it as well. I didn't have the track record and the reputation behind me. So, you know, I I love the question because it is a fun one. And I ask a lot of my guests on their show if they would do something different. There there really isn't anything different. It's to continue to, to thrive and be who I am every single day. Yeah. I think part of what I hear from you is that it's, you know, it's a willingness to be open to whatever changes come your way 
decide how they fit or don't fit and being willing to be, like I said, a little fearless, you know, as you were talking about the idea of, you know, of being willing to be a little fearless and then, you know, and also to make sure that you're serving your authentic self, that you're not out there trying to like, you know, sound like the right guy without actually like being that person that, you know, you'll find your success when you're working in who you say you are and who you believe you are in a way that is authentic and that you're engaging with people with empathy first, which is, you know, I mean, you know, if you want to turn somebody off, walk right up and tell them everything about you. And I always say, this is like a husband and wife joke, right? So I always say to my husband, oh, hey, thanks for asking. Yeah, I had a great day too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, and by the way, it, it is important, right? Because yeah, I'm, I guess it is important to me to live this message that I have lived my whole life and preached from a book, but also with my customers and clients and my friends and family. It's one of the things that it's always been the person who I am and been very, I've been very fortunate working very hard constantly. It's part of my DNA. And that's why when I said, you know, I don't see a place where retirement even is because who wants to retire? Because if you're having fun right. doing what you love, why stop? Keep going. Well, and I think, you know, being in the being in the financial business as you were, you spend a lot of time thinking about when you're going to retire and how much money you're going to have and who's going to have what and how long you're going to be able to work like this or be willing to work like this. And it's like, you know, there are some industries that are very much, you know, they toast you you know, by the, you're like, I got to get out of here or I'm waiting to get out the door. And so one of the things, you know, for me about launching the podcast and writing the book and sort of changing some of the things that I'm doing is, you know, tapping more into that, the part of the business that I actually really enjoy, which is the idea of sharing like financial information to people that may or may not be my clients that might help them enhance their life. And so one of the reasons why we had you here was the idea of helping people think about themselves as, you know, that, themselves as their own business, whether they're self-employed or not, and about how they work these, you know, think about how they connect with people and build their network to ultimately help themselves advance and do better financially throughout their life because people who are really good at this do better, period. You're right. And, And I'll add to that last point that when you connect with others at the level that I'm sharing how you need to, financial security, growth, development, true thriving, for lack of a better word, is what happens because of it. It's not changing the how you do it. It's really going to the core and changing why you need to do it. I'm going to end it on that note. Lou, thanks so much for taking time to share with us today. And if you missed any of this, contact information and the rest will all be in the show notes as well as a link to Lou's podcast. Lou, thanks again for spending some time with us today. Truly my pleasure, KT. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.